Hey, I'm Zandi and welcome to Farmer's Inside Track. This is episode 275. I'm your host, Donumdu. Foliar fertilization plays a significant role in the agricultural practices of new farmers in Mzanzi. In this edition, our expert, Aviwe Mahanjane, International Technical Marketing Manager at AECI Plantel, shares the 101 on foliar feeds, how they differ from normal fertilizer applications, and why smallholder farmers can benefit from it. Over to you, Octavius Pandel, Food for Mzanzi journalist. Thanks, Dawn. Aviwe Mahanjana. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Today we will be discussing foliar feeds and how it has a place in smallholder farming operations. What are foliar feeds and how do they differ from normal fertilizer applications? Hi Octavia, thank you so much for having me. Foliar feeds are mainly liquid fertilizers that are applied directly to the leaf. And they are mostly water-soluble powders that can be mixed with water for application on plant foliage as well. There are also water-soluble powders that can be mixed with water for application on plant foliage. And you can actually apply foliar feeds in more than one way. Some people apply them through an irrigation system. We have a product that's a foliar feed that we use together with a seed treatment, so we coat it on. So they're very versatile. And then you have the normal fertilizers, which are often your granular fertilizers. And these are obviously granules, or they can be powders. And what farmers will typically do is just apply them in their dry form and then either wait for the rains to dissolve the granules or the powder so that they react in the soil and are taken up by the plant, or they will just irrigate. So that's the biggest difference. What makes them distinct from other foliar feeds formulations? So we have several foliar feeds. We have the max range, the feeds range, our polyphosphates and our kelp-containing foliar fertilizers. And our flagship product, Alexin, which is a stress relief foliar feed. So collectively, these form part of our new way program, which addresses plant health in a manner that utilizes knowledge of the soil conditions and plant nutrient status, and it prioritizes environmental safety and sustainability. So our max range consists of a lot of products, but each of these products basically consists of one or two nutrients that are chelated with a carbohydrate or sugar. For instance, we have Calcimax, which is a sugar-chelated calcium with a bit of boric acid. So these formulations have a neutral charge and essentially this means that the plant is able to take them up easier. And because the plant recognizes the carbohydrate as an end product, the product actually ends up being very compatible with the metabolism of the plant, meaning that it's translocated from the leaf to different organs with ease and quite efficiently. And I think something that's very important to keep in mind is that our max range, like most of our foliar feeds, is non-corrosive, meaning that it won't burn the crop. And then we have our polyphosphates. Now, these are our energy products. They contain a phosphate and they are applied during the vegetative growth phase. And during the reproductive growth phase, we have rapid, which contains phosphate and 
nitrogen, very important in the vegetative growth stage. And then we have rapid K, which is applied during reproductive stage because of the fact that it contains potassium as well as phosphate. Now, the phosphate is very important because the P or phosphate is very important in the energy molecule of plants, ATP. And then we have our pulp-containing foliar feeds, which also have nutrients. Maxibusta has micronutrients and Quimicalp has NPK. So one will be applied during the vegetative growth stage and then the other one during the reproductive growth stage. So all our products are very well put out and, like I said, non-corrosive. And also, I mean, they contain good biomolecules in some instances and very good technology in others. Why should small-scale farmers take on the cost of adding foliar feeds to their programs? So while granular feeds or granular fertilizers and soil-applied fertilizers are great, they only serve as a long-term strategy. While our foliar feeds are a short-term strategy. So what do I mean by that? So if your plant has a deficiency in a certain nutrient, you can apply that nutrient to the soil, but it still has to react and be taken up by the plant. Whereas with foliar feeds, the effect is immediate because it's applied directly to the plant. So that's the one thing. The second thing is that a lot of the time, farmers apply fertilizers to the soil, but the plant hardly sees the benefit. And that's because there might be something that's hindering the uptake of these nutrients. So that's when you would bring in your foliar feeds. I'm going to give you a very common example. A lot of farmers sometimes sit with a low pH. And a low pH means that your macronutrients, NPK, calcium, those won't be taken up. And your plant needs those to be able to grow healthily. So with the foliar feed, you're able to make sure that your plant gets the right nutrient at the right time so that you can get the yield that you desire. So that's a very important point as well. I feel that another important reason is to understand that nutrition is a very key part of promoting overall plant health and ensuring that your plant is protected against diseases. So a healthy crop with enough energy can withstand a lot more disease, pest infestation, and climate-related stresses. So nutrition is really the first line of defense. So it is very important for farmers to actually spare the cost so that they can get a yield and get the desired quality to be able to remain profitable. And how best can farmers position foliar feeds in their program to maximize benefits? The first step is to understand the soil conditions that the farmer is facing. So if you know that you have low pH or if you have high iron or if you have sandy soil, you know that you can expect a nutrient uptake problem. And this allows you to plan and anticipate the nutrient requirements of the crop. So this will assist you in actually choosing the right foliar feeds. Then the second thing is to make sure that you use foliar feeds in addition to the normal fertilizer program. So a lot of farmers make the mistake of thinking that they can substitute their granular fertilizer program with a foliar fertilizer program. No, you're not going to get 
the maximum benefit that you should. You need to make sure that you use these two strategies together. And then another thing to keep in mind is that you need to use foliar feeds to actually prepare and prime your crop for when they switch over from vegetative to reproductive growth stages. In essence, when the crop switches from vegetative to reproductive, the nutrient requirements actually change. So you need to make sure that by using foliar feeds, you have primed and prepared your crop adequately to make that switch. And as a general guide, we like to say that whatever you put into your soil must also be put into your plant through the leaf, just as a general guide. How is the adoption rate of foliar feeds in the smallholder sector in other parts of the world? And what learnings can we take from it? Small-scale farmers across the continent actually use our foliar program religiously. I visited one farmer in Botswana who showed me his onion crop and it was disease-free and very healthy looking. He said that he hardly used any pesticides or fungicides. He just made sure that he applied our foliar feeds weekly. He said he saw a reduction in input cost. Now, I would not advise any farmer not to apply some crop protection products. It just so happened that this one farmer is a big believer in foliar feeds. And he was certain that this is the route he wanted to take and it worked out for him. So that's one success story that we've seen. And in another case, a farmer also used a foliar feed program on his cabbage and his cabbage head size was bigger than most of the other farmers in the region who had not used foliar feeds. I think he got about 35% more uh, head size from his cabbages than the other farmers. And at the end of the day, the yield increase actually benefits the farmer and he's able to recover the costs. And on top of that, he's able to actually sell for more. Yeah, so the biggest lesson there was that if you get your nutrition right, you can actually sort of create a first barrier to disease. Again, I would never advise not to apply crop protection, but the first line of defense is making sure that your crop is healthy and it has all the nutrients it needs. Just like with human beings, if you're healthy and you have all the right nutrients, you're going to be able to withstand a whole lot more diseases than a person who is unhealthy and doesn't have all the right nutrients. And finally, what are the key things for farmers to consider when applying foliar feeds? So the first thing to consider is compatibility. So you have to look at your product and ask yourself, is my product compatible with everything that's in my spray tank or in my knapsack? For instance, our Calcinax is not compatible with Rapid K. The second thing to consider is water volume. If you are following a rate of, let's say, 500 mils per 100 liters, for instance, and you're using only 200 liters of water per hectare, then you're going to end up with too low a volume and the product won't have an effect because you will have only applied one liter per hectare where a product might require two liters per hectare as a minimum. The third thing is to know what you are targeting. Follow the logic of the program. 
So when we lay out our foliar feed program, we're looking at the different growth stages of the plant and we're saying, okay, this is what it's going to need at this time. So the more you understand the logic of why you are applying what you're applying, the more you know, the less likely you are to actually miss important sprays. And then, of course, the other thing to consider is always weather, weather, weather. If it's too windy, it's not a good idea to go and spray our foliar feeds. In another instance where weather matters a lot is also just looking at what you should put on. For instance, we've got um, a frost strategy. If we know that there's intense cold coming, we apply Alexa in one of our products with Rapid K to help the plant withstand the frost. So you must know weather for two reasons, for your application purposes and also for being able to prime and prepare the crop for whatever weather stresses are, are coming for the crop. Thanks, Octavia. And it was absolutely great having you here on Farmers Inside Track as part of our campaign with AECI Plant Health. Aviwe Mahanjane, International Technical Marketing Manager at AECI Plant Health. You can, of course, read more on this topic by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's a wrap from me, Donumdu, Octavius Pandil, our technical producer, Megan van der Vendt, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans, though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.